Hey guys, Tazzy Faye here and welcome back to the Unfazed with Tazzy Faye podcast. Sorry, I'm still getting used to it. Pew, pew, pew. So for today's episode, I interviewed Kamara, who is a Bay Area photographer, mother, social media presence, YouTuber. And I reached out to her for these marriage-related videos. Um, I actually saw on YouTube that her and her husband had a bunch of videos out there uh, titled Married Mondays. They had this series where they would give advice about different marriage-related topics. And so today's episode is really going to be my conversation with her. It's kind of all over the place. We talk about everything from the pressures that you faced before getting married and the things that people tell you to do. And then also we even talk about things like cooking. We talk about what it's like to move away from your family, how to cope with that. And so I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Here it is. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Kamara. I was born and raised in Bay Area, California. Um, I am multiracial. I'm half African-American, half um, European-American. I've been married for about almost six years now. And uh, oh, I'm 25. Okay. All right, cool. Oh, so you have a kid. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, by the way, I was watching, I was going through, you know, all your TikToks and pretty much everything. Mashallah, your kids are so <laughs> cute. All right. So you already answered my first question, which was, um, how long have you been married? So um, I went through a lot of your videos and you have, Mashallah, you have almost 50 videos for your um, YouTube series called Married Monday. So I'm just wondering like, what inspired you to make that series and how have you kept up with making 50 episodes of that that's crazy um well honestly we haven't really been keeping up (laughs) um we started that series um about three years ago three years ago come november we decided our third year anniversary that we were going to talk about being married and it was honestly my husband's idea which kind of caught me off guard because when we first got married, he was very like anti-video. He did not like me recording him. He did not like mm-hmm. me taking pictures. He was very shy. But I mean, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. You married me. This is what you signed up for. You're getting recorded. Right. So um, he got used to it. So by the third year, he was like, we should make a series about marriage. And I was like, we were, we're only married barely three years. We're just hitting three years. What are we going to talk about? And like we're a young Muslim American couple. We have so much to talk about. You know, there's not a whole lot of representation of like black married Muslims. Right. So just, you know, that in itself was a great opportunity to just like discuss our experience um, as young American Muslims. So I was like, okay, cool, let's do it. So we just got a camera, got a tripod and just started. Our first video was very horrible. So we never posted it. We waited until we got home because we were on our um, anniversary trip. So we waited till we got home to re-record it because it was that bad. Mm-hmm. And like even watching our past videos are just, um, you know, not the best, but <laughs> it's hard to keep up with it. It's been, like I said, three years and we've meant to make a video every single week. And mm-hmm that totally did not happen mm. and then you know like work hits school hits having yeah. a kid or all that kind of puts um a, a delay on our video right no but i mean i still think it's impressive i 
I mean, it's, it's still a lot of content, even if it's over a span <laughs> of years, 50 videos is a lot of videos. Um, and so I'm just wondering actually a couple of things based off of what you sure. said. Well, one is, um, so you, you kind of started these videos just out of your inspiration from your own life and wanting to like give some representation. Um, and is it, is it just that, or was there also, are the topics kind of just you choose them or is it through your audience or things that you see around you? Um, how do you choose the topics for your Married Monday series? In the beginning, it was pretty much based off of our own experiences, mm -hmm. um, mixed with what we saw. Like we would hear stories about like someone getting married and, um, you know, they end up getting married and they see all of these red flags that they didn't like notice before they got married or, okay. um, they're married. And there's not a whole lot of communication going on in the, in the marriage. So things like that inspired us to talk about certain topics. Okay. Um, and then we did have some, um, subscribers email us asking us to talk about like in-laws and if we think guys and girls could be friends. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a couple of those that I can't really recall right now, but people would comment what they think we should talk about. And sometimes we, we would do that. And then other times, um, we didn't feel we really connected to that topic. Um, okay. because we didn't personally go through it or, you know, we didn't see people go through it. So we decided that it would be best that we not talk about a topic that we don't really have that like personal connection to. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and I think that's probably some maybe criticism that some people face when they do make videos. Um, you know, maybe they don't, people don't think that they feel that they're really in a place to talk about it because it may not be something that they went through or, you know, they're not licensed to be um, talking yeah. about something so extreme or whatever it may be. So I think when you answered my last question, um, you had brought up how it was your husband's idea and uh, how he didn't really like the idea at first of being on camera or like sharing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just wondering as someone, I mean, like I've been making YouTube videos for a long time. And so I've had a lot of time to think about whether or not I would share my relationship. And for, you know, like a myriad of reasons, I've thought about it from perspective of like suspicion, you know, evil eye or whatever. And then I also think about it from a perspective of, I think something that I'm scared of is that I haven't really spent too much time or lived with this person um, so I'm afraid of like other people's comments or whatever it may be. I don't really want to invite that into my mind, if that makes any sense, or I don't want that to like warp my reality of what's, uh, going on. Cause I think social media t tends to have that effect. So I'm just ranting now, but I'm wondering like from your perspective, um, do you feel like social media or sharing your marriage in any way, um, is dangerous or is something I do? I that um, like involved in social media, like with your relationship, it can have negative effects to it because I mean, especially like if like in the beginning of a, of a marriage, you know, your marriage is very fragile. There's not a, a very strong like foundation. Mm -hmm. So a person has this idea, oh, I need to be social media goals. I need to be relationship goals for people. I think that is when it causes a lot of stress on a marriage because you're trying to uphold this view of what you think people think a relationship like goal should be. And, um, I've seen marriages like that where, you know, they want to be that perfect couple and they post everything about themselves, every mm -hmm. detail. And, you know, it gets to a point where it's like, 
they announced that they're no longer together. And um, I think just putting that kind of pressure on a relationship is just not healthy. For myself, in the beginning, we didn't, like our videos were just blogs, basic, basic blogs, maybe like 10, 15 minutes of footage, you know, just like going to the beach and things like that, not diving into our relationship, not, you know, really consistently posting our relationship because we were still getting to know each other. We were still trying to figure out who we were and like as individuals, as well as husband and wife. So I definitely think that a couple should refrain from posting like every single thing about themselves during their marriage process. Like, you know, posting pictures every now and then I think it's fine. I think it's, you know, it's cute. People want to share their happiness, but at the same time, I don't think anyone should be caught up in this, you know, this idea of trying to create the perfect social media relationship. And and so do you feel like you're more comfortable now using social media? Like, you know, as you were saying, when you first get married, the, the relationship doesn't really have too much of a foundation. It may be more fragile. So do you feel like for you personally, you're more comfortable now um, than you were before? Or has it not changed at all for you? No, I'm definitely more comfortable now. I mean, in the beginning, I was always like, dang, like, I'm posting my husband all, like all this time. Like, what if we get a divorce? That's going to be awkward. <laughs> right, right. Even like, honestly, even with marriage Mondays, it was a little awkward because I was like, we're only three years married. You know, we're trying to give married advice. What if we get divorced like next month? You know, um, I'm definitely more comfortable now and more confident in our relationship for me to post. But I do not like posting as much as I did before. Like in the early years, I was always, you know, taking pictures like, oh, we need to post a picture together, blah, blah, blah. And then it got to a point where I was like, I mean, I don't really need to post him every single day because, you know, people would, you know, go into his messages or, you know, comment about, you know, um, like our relationship, ask like inappropriate questions. Yeah. Um, you know, and most of the time I'm very open to asking, I mean, answering questions, but when someone, you know, like really invades your privacy and asks you like really intimate detailed questions, then, um, then it was just, you know, it was getting a little out of hand. So I kind of limited the amount of pictures that, and like media in general that I posted with him. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's something, it's something that's, I think about a lot. I mean, I don't, I don't really personally see myself. I, I, I got to a point where I was like, I'm not posting anything. And then, and then I wanted to make this video and I was, so I feel like my, I think the thing that I've come to is I think if I am going to share anything or even that I'm in a relationship, it has to be very intentional. There has to be a purpose behind it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think even with that, it doesn't matter. I think it's always like people will just slide into your DMs with weird questions or be invasive. I don't think there's any way to really control that. But so moving on to kind of more of preparing for the transition um, for you, what was the most overwhelming part of the transition to married life? Like before, before or right when it was happening? Honestly, it, it didn't really get overwhelming until I think um, maybe like six months in, you know, the first three to six months, it's very, um, you're in that honeymoon phase, you know, where you're just so excited to get out of your parents' house, so excited to be married. You're just so excited for this, you know, this fairy tale life that oh, pretty much every Muslim girl is conditioned to believe exists. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then it hits you that you are away from your family. You are, 
you know, it's just you two. I mean, for it depends on like your living situation, like if you're moving with in-laws or whatever. But, you know, your situation really hits. And for me, I came from a, a large family. So the biggest adjustment was living alone with my husband because it was just so quiet. It was, um, you know, like we were still getting to know each other. So we had definitely just had some awkward silences. And it. I think that was just the most overwhelming thing was just building a connection, you know, like getting to know this man, mm-hmm. not only as like my husband, but as like the, as a person, like, who are you? You know, like, I know you're my husband, but <laughs> who are you? <laughs> so, right. um, in the beginning, there was like moments where, um, it was just so new to me. Like being alone with a guy was just so new to me that there would be times where he would walk out of room and I would just start flinching, you know, like, Oh shoot, what is that? You know, it's a guy. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, you know, I had, um, like panic attacks at times and I was telling my dad recently and he was like reading about how typically panic attacks, um, happen because your body feels like it needs to be, um, like your body's, um, threatened basically. And I was like, wow. So his whole existence just triggered like this thing where I was like, nah, man, run. Yeah. <laughs> He's crazy. But, um, but like I said, it, the, around six months that happened and it didn't last for very long. We kind of got over that little lump of awkwardness and start like bonding more. So okay. once that happened and I felt like I had like a real like support partner, then um, it wasn't like overwhelming. So you, you just mentioned bonding. Um, so I think I watched, I don't remember exactly what the title it was. I think it was something about, I think it had bonding in the title, uh, but it was a Married Monday episode. And you, you guys were talking about how you actually bonded over how bad the food that you guys cooked was. <laughs> so, um, you know, I don't have time now. Like I'm like three weeks away, less than three weeks away from my wedding. It, I'm not going to learn cooking all of a sudden, but, um, you know, I could do like basic stuff, but that's about it. Uh, but that's something that is a little bit of a stress for me. Cause I'm like, how are we going to feed ourselves? You know? So, <laughs> um, how long did it take you before you made food that was like palatable for you guys or edible? Uh, well, I mean, I definitely had my ups and downs, you know, there were some days where I would make a really good meal. And then the next day it would be like, okay, we're ordering pizza again. Um, this is disgusting. And um, Amir has always been like a good cook because he follows directions very well when he okay. cooks. You know, follow the, the ingredients and everything, like get everything he needs. I'm more of a survivalist. I'll just cook what's in the house and I'll just throw everything together. Okay. So when he wanted to cook, he would cook. But I mean, he didn't really have time because of like work and studying and things like that. Right. So looking back, I definitely probably could have opened up Google and got a recipe. And mm-hmm. I think that would have saved us a lot of money and, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of pounds because we ate out so much. Right. But um, the, a fr- the advice I would give is not to stress about it. Get yourself a good solid three meals to cook. Okay. For me, lasagna, spaghetti, and salmon and rice. Okay. Super and I will cook that, like, you know, change it up at different seasonings or whatever. Right. Um, and like, as you move on, you kind of try different recipes and try simple things. I always keep my meals under 30 minutes because I don't like cooking for hours. Right. Um, oh, invest in an instant pot. I yes. invest in one. 
Okay. And, and a rice cooker and my food is perfect now. Okay. Okay. We actually, we have an Instapot. My mom bought it for herself and she tried it and she, her whole life has been cooking with the like old school, like, you know, the pressure cookers with the little mm-hmm. shaky thing at the top. So she tried it and she's like, yeah, it's not for me. I'm like, okay, great. I will take it. <laughs> yeah. Take uh, it and change your life. Yeah, for sure. So actually last night I was going through your TikToks as well. And I did, I did quite a bit of stalking over the last week um, so that I could prepare for our conversation. But um, yeah, yesterday I came across a TikTok that you did about, um, and you were like role-playing, you were role-playing where you were um, basically a wife bragging about how, you know, she cooks every day for her husband and how she's just like <laughs> this perfect wife. So I'm wondering uh, from your perspective, I mean, I think I, I kind of got your perspective from the TikTok, but um, I'm wondering if you could share what you think about, you know, kind of these like basic life skills that are expected uh, for wives, you know, in traditional, mm-hmm. I don't know, the traditional mentality that you that wives need to have all these like homemaking skills. But is there any part of that, that you feel like you should be prepared to some extent for, you know, basic life skills, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. You like basic life skills and like the typical like gender roles of husband and wife. Well, I know where I stand with that kind of stuff. I feel like everybody (laughs) should do everything. So that's, I know my question wasn't that great, but I guess, yeah, I kind of wanted to get your opinion on like both. So what's your opinion Mm -hmm. on the idea of, you know, preparing a woman to have, like, is there any truth or validity to it? Do you feel, um, in your experience, since you've been married uh, and you've gone through that transition already and now mashallah, you have, you know, you move on into the next step as well. So, you know, that part of it, but then also maybe, I don't know, like what people in general, when they move out of the house, they should have these basic life skills regardless of they're getting married or not for any transition. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just like to get your opinion on both. Yeah. I for sure think that everyone needs to have basic life skills of cooking and cleaning, you know, after themselves and things like that, because it's like in a marriage, this is your partner, not like your mom, not your dad, not your slave. This is your partner. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it puts a lot of stress on a marriage when you have to, especially like in today's economy where it's like, typically you have both parties working, you know, yeah. or, are you going to school, going to work, and you know something like that? So to put all the stress on one person to to cook and clean and you know work outside the home, that's unfair. That mm-hmm. puts a lot of stress on the marriage because you have someone who's feeling, you know, like what they're what they do isn't appreciated, and like why aren't you helping? So mm-hmm. um, like in the beginning of our marriage, um, for the first six months, I tried that whole housewife thing where I stayed home. And, um, because as a child and growing up, I was like, Oh, housewife, you know, not that I was conditioned to, to believe I needed to be a housewife, but you know, it was definitely encouraged from my mom that I'd be a housewife because that's like the best place or whatever. But I was working since 16. So I already had this working mentality. I had this work ethic. So when I got married, I was like, cool, I might quit my job. I did that for about four months and I was bored out of my mind. I was like, this ain't it. This is not for me. I cannot do this. Um, But within that time, you know, I was doing the cooking, cleaning and I was fine with it. I had no issues. Uh, Obviously he cleaned up after himself and when he wanted something, he would cook and I would just tell him like, no, let me do this because I literally have nothing else to do. Um, But then I started working, you know, and that's when things really had to get 
even in terms of like who's putting up like putting forth like the effort so he would cook home he would cook when he got home early and when i got home early i would cook um cleaning same thing if he was up early he's going to straighten up the house if he's going to bed late and vice versa like it was just like this needs to be done i'm here might as well do it um but now that i'm basically a stay-at-home mom i definitely have picked up more of that responsibility because you know he's working way more especially with the quarantine you know he's just sitting at his desk all day and uh you know we have this amazing little baby running around making messes all day so right and sorry if (laughs) i made an assumption do you you have one kid right yeah one kid okay i don't know i said kids earlier sorry about that oh i I assume i assume you're talking about like my nieces and nephews and stuff (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so um i'm definitely putting more effort in now but he's also putting all the 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 um the effort in working and paying the bills so right now it's like equal exchange of responsibility but we have like two different roles just because that's what you know is that's kind of just what happened and i think i think you're right you know with with the way that things are and the just the way that the u.s is it is you know most of the time it's not like it was you know maybe with some older generations like it is like a two person Mm -hmm. usually uh i'm not finding the right words like two in two two income households yeah um and with the cost of you know generally i think for our age group things have changed like the cost of school and you know Mm -hmm. just just a lot of things um to take into consideration so in your husband tag or the year where you kind of also go into the year into marriage video, you briefly talk about how you were missing your family um, after you got married. And so, you know, it's kind of been hitting me the closer we've been getting to the wedding uh, that I'm going to be leaving. And it's making me sad um, and making me worried that I'm really going to be homesick. I am moving out of state. So um, I'm wondering from your perspective, like, how did you cope with it? How do you cope with homesickness? I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You don't really get over that. Um, Especially when you are very close with your family. That's not something that you ever get over. You know, Um, I only lived an hour away, hour and a half away, but I didn't drive. So it all depended on like my husband's schedule. And if he was available to drive me up to where I need to go. But as soon as I got my car, you know, I was driving every weekend back to home, like back home and spending the night because, you know, I just missed him so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then my dad ended up moving out of state a couple of years later. So honestly, that really, really hit me. And it just, I was probably depressed for about two, I don't even know how long, honestly, but like not having your family there is hard and the biggest advice and the best advice I could give is just, you know, make sure you're calling constantly, FaceTiming. Um, when you have the opportunity to fly back to see them, do that. But I'm not going to lie to you and say that you get over it because you don't. It's, it's just something that, you know, that happens. Like that's life. You, you, you grow up and then you move away sometimes. You know, it's just like, I feel bad because my husband, he's from Michigan. So all of his family's out of state and he's just here by himself. So I definitely see it like affect him, especially when he sees me like with my family. Like I know how much he misses like his family. So I mean, and I'm, I'm, I appreciate your honest answer, you know, in that. I think, 
I mean, I've, I've, I've heard that before from other people as well, that it, time doesn't really change anything. You, you still always feel that emptiness when you're far away from your parents or from your family. And, you know, it sounds like you, you had, you were pretty close to your family and you came from a big household. I think you said earlier. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, my family is not that big, but I do have, I'm pretty close to my siblings and my parents. So I know that that's going to be, um, really hard. Yeah. Like you said, you know, it's just, it's just part of life. Um, okay. So my last question for you is if you could go back and talk to your old self right before she got married, um, what would you tell her? I would tell her not to assume and not to like follow every marital advice you receive. Um, you know, newlywed me was receiving a lot of advice of what a wife should be, how a wife should act, what a husband likes, what men like, you know, and I was putting a lot of pressure to, to like be that way, be that wife and be that you know, that woman that is desirable or however, like these people felt like, a, like what a desirable woman was. And I feel like I, at that time, you know, I feel like I wasn't meeting that standard. So I would tell my younger self, that newlywed self, like don't trip about an, another person's experience and what they think is desirable or what they think a perfect wife is because every marriage is different. Every couple is different. If you want to know what your husband likes, what your husband finds desirable, talk to him. You want to know what he thinks is a, like a perfect wife? Ask him. If you want to, you know, want to know what is like what he finds beautiful, just ask him. Stop just putting this pressure on yourself to be this trophy wife that he doesn't even like. That's not his idea of what a trophy wife is. I, you know, when when you when you, I, I really like your advice. I think because I mean, in this first of all, in this project a lot of what I'm doing is asking people so advice. And then I'm also getting advice that not, not through the interview, but just in real life that sometimes I'm not even asking for. Um, <laughs> and so that's really interesting. But one thing that uh, you, what you brought up to me, I've kind of been getting in arguments with my friends recently because there's been, um, so I dress a certain way, right? I, I'm pretty like, not fussy. Like if I want to dress nice, I will get dressed up and I will just do that to the T. But in general, I'm kind of just like cotton t-shirts. When I'm at home, I wear comfortable pajamas. There's nothing. (laughs) So, and and it's also like modest because I, you know, I grew up in a Pakistani household where like, you know, if you have a brother or a dad, you have to, you know, you're not going to walk around in shorts or whatever it may be. So Mm -hmm. I, I have my way that I dress at home and my friends don't like it. And they're like, you can't, you can't dress like this when you get married. We have to throw out your pajamas. And, and, uh, you know, I had brought up to one of them that like, yeah, I'm going to go to Walmart. I'm going to go to the men's section and see if they have some nice, like comfortable Hanes t-shirts or something, you know, just (laughs) ones that I can take. And I just, I got so much shit for it. And so I, when you were talking about this, that's what it was making me think of, of, you know, I was kind of like, you know what? is he buying all new pajamas? Why do I have to buy <laughs> new pajamas? Like what, what is this double standard in this ideal? Like the woman has to be like, you know, just perfectly dressed for her husband. And I'm like, no, like, yeah, you know. I Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. And, you know, like obviously dressing up for your husband is cute. I yeah. will say that, you know, dressing up sometimes is fun. And right. obviously but sometimes men like that to, for you to dress up. But putting the pressure to dress up every single day, who has that many dressy outfits? No one. No one has that. 
I'm not going to go out into the living room with a ball and dress and then get it all messed up because I got to clean or cook something, you know, yeah. or got to change something because I got to go out. But that's the same exact stuff. And one advice that someone gave me that I was like really thankful for is they said, you know what, if you want to dress up, go ahead, but by your second year of marriage, you're just going to be wearing sweatpants all in the house again. So don't even stress. And look at me now. <laughs> all I wear is sweatpants and baggy men's shirts. <laughs> right. And that's, that's, that's where I know I'm heading anyway. I already know. I'm already planning for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I had. I didn't have any other questions. I don't know if there's anything that you, you know, personally had to say or that you wanted to share um, maybe for people who are about to get married any words or anything? I don't know. I feel like I kind of dove in there kind of deep. Yeah, you um, did. Um, I guess one thing I would say is kind of like reiterate how this is your marriage and you're going to get a lot of unsolicited advice from people and a lot of questions, especially when it's time to have a child. You know, people asking you, why, why don't you have a kid? You need to give your husband a kid and blah, blah, blah. But to that, you know, don't stress about what other people say. Don't stress about, you know, having children. Don't stress about, um, you know, anything that's going on in your marriage. Because at the end of the day, this is for marriage, not anyone else's. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And uh, I'll let you know once once the video's up, inshallah. Thank you for reaching out. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Take care. All right. And that concludes our conversation. So I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. We have a lot more to come. And go ahead and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform that you want to listen on. This is also on Spotify, Anchor. It's on Google Podcasts. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and leave us a review. Uh, Give us a good rating. Let us know what you think. And yeah, I'll see you guys soon. Bye.